You're in good shape? I can't tell you how brilliant I am. I mean, I'm not cured or anything, but I have no pain anymore. I mean, I've had 17 years of pain. And I got to the stage where like, I was like, oh, I can't stand this any longer. Saw your thing and thought, oh, that'll never work, I'll tr- but I'll try it. You know, I, I was the last person to think that diet would work. You know, I mean, I'm not a a green, a sort of green. I have a gardener who's a vegan. So he's always telling me to eat better and stuff. You know, Sorry, we've got mozzies in here now. Just what we need. Um, but uh, I've been great since I started. I haven't taken a solitary painkiller. Go away, mozzie. <laughs> I haven't taken a solitary painkiller since I started yes. in mid-May. Nothing. Fantastic. Doctor can't believe it. I mean, my my CRP is 0.05. Right. Yeah. It's he, unbelievable. He, said he, he can't believe that. It's lower than his, and he hasn't got rheumatoid arthritis. <laughs> so I went to the rheumatologist, and she says if I'm still as good in six months' time, then I can come off all the methotrexate. You know, she's halved it again for me. So I went from 30 to 15 to 7.5 now. Right. So, but she said, "Oh, I think I'm going to I'm going to read up on this." That's excellent. So you're educating yeah. your is it the nurse who was who saw you last couple of times? No, it was the, my rheumatologist up in Dublin. So All right. because I decided I had such trouble getting a decent rheumatologist. Yeah. In a, around here there aren't any, uh, but the ones I did see were hopeless. I had a real nice guy to start with. And he retired. I said, you can't retire. What about me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And he retired. And then, I, and then I went from one rheumatologist to another to another. And I kept saying to Pat, I don't know why. I just don't like them. You know, they're just, mm. I've got to spend the rest of my life with this person. It's not going to be, you know, it's got to work. Yeah, right. And okay. So I, so I thought I'm going to go to the top. I'm going to look up the top rheumatologist in Dublin and go to Dublin. And she was br- she's brilliant. And she's younger than me and she's got kids and she, you know, she's great. Fantastic. All right, why don't we just keep rolling as we are? How did it all begin? What happened? Uh, when You said you've had it for a very long time. How did it first start? Well, I was feeling, I reckon I had it, I've been diagnosed for 17 years. I reckon it started probably three or four years before that because I was feeling awful. And you get to this stage where, you wonder if it's your mind, <laughs> not that it's not really hurting that badly. And I kept going back to my doctor, to my GP, who, who I've known since 30 years, you know. So, And then he said to me one day, oh, I'm fed up with this. We're going to take pints of blood out of you and test you for everything, he said. And then the day later, he rang me back and he said, you've got to come and see me. And, and he said, you've got rheumatoid arthritis. And I went, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, I was so pleased to have... Something I could put a name to and look up and Google and all these. I probably didn't Google much in those days, but uh, you know, just something that you could actually, yeah, you could actually uh, put your finger on. Mm. And so I was diagnosed in two thousand, and so then I had seventeen years. And the last ten years, I've had everything. I'm bionic woman. I am now. Everything was done. I I went. I had my hip done, and that was very successful. Went to Australia three months after my hip was done all by myself. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And th- discover that the airlines are brilliant. You know, they really cope well if, you, if you're not well. And uh, then my daughter drove me around Australia for 10 days. Well, it wasn't. I thought it was all the way around Australia. It was actually just the southeast. I hadn't realized how big it was. But um, 
we then, uh, I then came home and I was fine until my knee started hurting. And I had an arthroscopy on my knee. That was a disaster. It made my knee 10 times worse than it was. And he said, oh, no, we've got to have a knee replacement. And my rheumatologist at that time was down here. And she put me in touch with this surgeon who I discovered after I'd had my knee replaced that he'd never done it before. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> and he didn't do it right. And so my balance was affected. So because it wasn't done right and I was absolutely in agony. And uh, so first of all, my left foot broke. And I went up to the hospital in Cork and they x-rayed and said, yes, it's broken. And then sent me home. And I just <laughs> thought, well, don't they plaster it or do something? And, Did they say huh? that the foot breakage was related to your health condition or was it due I didn't. I didn't know that it was related to my knee. They didn't want to touch it, you know, because it, in case I suppose, in case I sued the guy who'd done my knee, I don't know. But I just wanted to get my foot fixed. I had it unfixed for 18 months. Hang on I was a second. Hang on. Yeah, I had a... x-rayed x three times, and each time they said, oh, it's worse than it was last time. And I was going, um, can you not fix it? And they said, no, you'll have to see your own GP. And I thought, oh, well. So eventually, Pat bought me a, a walking plaster to put on because I couldn't walk otherwise. And I got hold of my new rheumatologist up in Dublin and went up and saw her. And she said, I'm not going to touch you till you've had your foot fixed. And she put me in touch with the, this top foot guy. And he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant, you know. I had to have it operated on and they, I had to have um, titanium inserted into it. And he rebuilt it because it was collapsing. And um, then he told me that the other one was actually worse. The right one was worse. He said, that's going to break as well. But he said, you've got to get over the left one first. So I had... I think about 18 months in between operations. And by that time, we were in Greece, and the second day we were there, the right foot broke. Oh, my so God. I'd, take, I'd taken nice big lace-up boots with me, so I clumped around Greece in these great big lace-up boots. Isn't it insane okay. how much pain we can put up with when we're going through this disease? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's daft. It was daft. And, and it was, it was, I've now been two years without an operation. And I'm not going to have any more operations. That's it. I, you know, I had four months in a wheelchair. I had to be non-weight bearing. I tripped over my own feet when I did eventually stand up and broke my wrist and my shoulder. What? <laughs> my God. Yes, I fell. I just fell. I went down like a tree, you know, just fell. And I was lying on the floor there thinking, I just, if I had a gun, I'd shoot myself, you know. <laughs> Oh my rang God. my son who came over at 90 miles an hour and uh, he rang the doctor and the doctor said, well, stand her up and see how she is standing up. I thought I'd broken both my feet again. Oh my God. But because they were in boots, I, they didn't break. But my shoulder broke and my, my wrist broke. So. so you've broken both feet. You've had a hip replacement. You've had your knee arthroscopy, which was a no, disaster. I had a total knee replacement afterwards. And you've since had a total. Now, all of this stuff. Would you say all of this stuff is related to the rheumatoid arthritis impact? I think so, yes. I think so, definitely. Obviously, um, they, they weren't, you know, they, they hedge around it and say, well, it could just be ordinary arthritis. And you think, well, that's funny. I didn't have that before, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the foot breakage, I wonder if it's due. Uh, what medications have you been on this whole time? 
mainly on Humira and methotrexate. And then they, here, because they didn't know about Humira, they made me come off it for six weeks before an operation and six weeks after. So <laughs> I got my RA back in that time. You suddenly mm -hmm. realize how, how good it does you, you know? Right. But, um, yes, it was, it, was, uh, it was sort of difficult. And um, as I say, I had one operation after another. They said, the foot surgeon told me it was definitely because of my knee. He didn't mince words. He said, right. because your knee is, is put in wrongly, it's, not, it's put in crooked, mm -hmm. it, it's not straight. Right. And that changed my balance, which caused my feet to break, my foot to break. And then because my balance, and that caused the other foot to break as well. Just that, a little wow. tiny bit difference in balance. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about, um, you know, these things are obviously like horrible life events. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that um, our audience can also uh, relate to. Let's talk, I'd like to talk about Humira. A lot of people will get into a position where they might be considering going on Humira. Tell us what your experience has been like on that drug. Well, I was told that I could have it for free in Ireland because Abbott Laboratories is here that makes it. And um, so that sounded good. As, as my insurance said, I will only pay for it for three months. I said, What's the good of that, you know? But then I discovered I could get it for free. Um, and they sent two nurses down. And I'm the sort of person, I just sort of pass out at the sight of a needle. Do you know what I mean? I'm not very good with blood and needles and things. Mm -hmm. So they said to me, they came with an orange, these nurses, and said, now you inject, inject the orange. So that was easy. I could do that. <laughs> and then they said, to me, we're not leaving till you've injected yourself. So I thought, I wonder how long they'll stay, how many days, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Set up the bed for them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I thought, oh, to hell with it, and just did it. And actually, they told me to do it into my thigh, and that really, and, and count to ten, and hold a needle in there for a count of ten. I get got to about three very quickly and pulled it out. I couldn't. It really hurt in my thigh, and so I rang them back up, and they said, well, try it in your stomach. And, you know. I was, I'm slightly less overweight than I was, but I, that's easy. doesn't hurt at all. So, And it was like magic juice. I mean, I went from, by that time, my fatigue was so bad, I'd have to go back to bed at 11 o'clock in the morning, having only got up at sort of seven. I had to get, I was too tired to, to walk around or to concentrate. And I injected this stuff and they said to me, you'll know within five days if it's going to work. And it was like, magic juice. I got so much better so quickly. And so I thought, this is great. <laughs> and it's free. But they wouldn't let me off the methotrexate. So I was still on 30 milligrams of methotrexate then. 30 mil. Week. Mm. And I, so I was taking it in tablets and my stomach was in bits. So I rang up the rheumatologist and said, hey, as I'm having to inject myself with Humira, I can I inject myself with methotrexate, you know? And she said, yeah, no problem at all. I'll change your prescription and gave me the methotrexate just in a, an injection thing, a, you know, an ordinary syringe. And so I just I had to do one injection, so I might as well do two. And the, the humor is now in a pen, which is really easy. You know, you just take it off, hold it against you, and bang, puts it into you. You don't have to do anything. So, um, But I was really fed up, you know, because slowly – I had all these other operations and stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just not having any more operations. <laughs> I've got to find some way of getting off this. So I joined a lot of, um, like, rheumatologist.net, 
you know, a lot of the sort of rheumatoid programs. And then I, I started my blog last autumn, I think it was, the end of the summer, mm-hmm. the Galloping Grandma blog, which I meant to do 10 years before, but <laughs> I then had much more reason to do it afterwards. So I started the blog and just to really vent, you know, I mean, it, it really helped just to write it down and, yeah. and vent. And and also I'd had such funny things on my travels, you know, because my husband worked overseas. And so he's now, he's now retired, but he in those days he worked overseas. And in order to see him, I had to go to him. They wouldn't let him come back to me. So I was traveling all over the world to Turkey and Tunisia. He was four years in Tunisia at the end, so... And so I got on the plane and went down and I had some funny experiences, you know, like a wheelchair with only three wheels in Tunis. <laughs> and they just tipped me backwards and ran. <laughs> you know, I had all kinds of funny experiences. So I thought I thought I'll blog about this, you know, just to, because I found that a lot of the uh, the the um, websites for rheumatoid arthritis, very, very desperate. Oh, yeah. I mean, that the Americans just seem to take prednisone for everything long term, where here you're not allowed to take it. You can take it for a flare if if that's what it is, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, <laughs> you, yes. They'll give it you for a flare, but they, otherwise you, you can't have it. Well, so I was. Yeah. T- and before I started your plan, I was actually taking three painkillers a day, strong painkillers a day. And I went from three to nothing overnight. I mean, sort of overnight, because I looked at your plan and read page one, and it said, give up milk. <laughs> so I thought, that's easy. I don't drink that much milk. Couldn't believe how much I drank normally. It was, the milk was still in the fridge, you know. So then you said, give up dairy. That was a bit harder. And uh, my husband said, I'm not giving up dairy. <laughs> so I sort of have to do two things. But it's easy. I, I sort of got used to it. And the minute I started, I felt so much better. Mm. And my fatigue has, it hasn't gone completely. You know, by nine o'clock in the evening, I mean, I want to go to bed. But I'm just so much better. I just can't believe it. So sometimes we do these podcasts and um, we have so many, uh, so many different opinions about how um, this disease should be treated and so forth. And occasionally someone plays devil's advocate and says, Oh, it was just the Humira. Or it was just the methotrexate that, that made these improvements. So what would you say what would you say to someone who 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 made that kind of claim based on what we've heard from you so far? How can you uh, give us some examples uh, over and above what you've already done um, of how life was I, like before compared to after you? I was done so this? I was so bad by by um before I started the Humira, now I hadn't had any other, I just had methotrexate and a lot of other different things that he'd tried me on. But they said that in order to get the Humira, you had to try everything else first. Yeah, similar and to so, Australia. Um, he could see that I was just going downhill rapidly. So the, Humira, the Humira made a difference, but I was on it, I've been on it 17 years. Wow. <laughs> I think I was one of the first people in Ireland to ever get it. Right. You know, and... It made a difference to me, but that slowly wears off, I think. Do you know what I mean? It just, I was having more sort of tired times and and really just, and I've just got really fed up with it. Mm. You know, you can really get cross with being ill for a long time. Mm. And also because you don't look very ill. And everybody says to me, oh, you look wonderful. <laughs> and I go, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> and what about the uh, um, symptoms with your rheumatoid? Were the symptoms still persistent uh, throughout that period with the Humira? It sort of, I mean, my hands are, I don't know whether you can see them, but my hands are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I blog and I type, and I, but I touch type. I cannot type and look at the keys. It doesn't work. My okay. fingers don't do that. I just touch type from being a secretary back in the dark ages. Sure. You know? And sure. uh, so the Humira helped. But as I say, it just slowly went downhill again. And, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about better times. Let's talk about how, uh, you know, you've been able to improve now. You mentioned a lot at the, at the start of when we started chatting that you were able to go from 30 milligram down to 15 and now you're on 7.5 milligram of methotrexate. And even on that dose, you are still in a better way than what you were prior to starting Patterson program, right? Definitely, definitely. Well, I'm definitely, I don't think I actually need the methotrexate at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't need any painkillers anymore. Mm-hmm. And that, that was that was what was really worrying me. But they make you feel terrible if you take yeah. really sort of big painkillers. And uh, and I'd sort of have to take them if we were going to go out somewhere, you know, because I couldn't just – I wouldn't have been able to get through it. You know, people yeah. – and I'd then have to stand up and walk around a bit. And that's sort of – if you're at a dinner party, you suddenly stand up and start walking around the table. People get – a bit confused, but I, I found that my joints would sort of seize up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to keep moving. It was the only way I could cope with it. But uh, yes, I wasn't able to walk. But because of my feet, I I used to walk miles with a dog, and so now I can walk probably about a mile. Right. Okay. So I'm doing a sort of extra two steps every day. I go two steps further every day. You know, and that works. So yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the dogs do. Yeah, <laughs> and my husband's home now. He's home from. He's retired at long last. So yeah, we've started this boat business now. So I'm now, I'm now personally in charge of bookings, <laughs> which is which is great. I get to talk to people and stuff. It's nice. Yeah, well, you're certainly good at talking. So you're in the right role in the company. Um, so um, well, what would you have any tips for other people who are you know in a bad situation and they're on the fence about whether or not they should try and make these changes that I have uh, I have suggested. Well, as I say, I was the last person in the world that would have thought diet would change me at all. And to change me so quickly, I mean, it, you're talking days. Uh, you know, first of all, I hadn't got a juicer because I'd given it to the kids at some point. I had to buy another and wait for Amazon to deliver it, you know, and, and stuff. So then I had a juicer. So then I could really start. And I love that cucumber and celery. And to, and we've got a whole load of extra um, squashes and stuff at the moment. So I'm putting them in too, you know. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Throw everything in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but for anybody who's not sure, I mean, you'll reach a stage where, like I did, where you need to do something. I don't know. I didn't know what it was, but I had to do something. And um, just... I couldn't get over it. I still can't get over it. I still think it can't be the, the Patterson program. How do? How come I feel so great? You know, <laughs> but it is. It works, and it works. It may not work for everybody. I suppose, you know. I don't know, but I mean, it certainly worked for me and fast. Yeah. You know, and so I'm. And now I'm got to get into the stage where I'm. 
I didn't turn over to, I kept reading, you kept sending me the emails. And then I started, I went sort of one, two, three, four, and I thought, uh, I'm now off red meat, you know. What's the next one going to say? <laughs> right, right, right. The order of the emails. And for people wondering what we're talking about, I have a free email training and, like, I send an email each day and give you another thing that you can change. And It's brilliant because you don't have to pay any money to start with. I mean, that's what people say, oh, well, I'm not going to pay out money for a diet. You don't have to pay to start with. I mean, you know, if, if you don't like it and it doesn't work for you, it's cost you nothing. And, I mean, I bought your book because I wanted more recipes and stuff, and then I bought myself a vegan cookbook. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm sure because it's not quite vegan yours, is it? It's, it's a little bit different. So. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, um, it falls within that category, and then it's got, um, you know, certain guidelines within that category, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, 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 I do the paleo diet as well but, and just cut the cheese out. Cut mm-hmm. out the feta cheese, which I love, but right, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. I throw in some walnuts or something instead. You know? <laughs> so, yes. Um, okay. Because Mediterranean cookery, but then it's got oil in it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, so yeah, kind of difficult. So bals- I'm using balsamic vinegar now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. So you, you've you've been able to reintroduce some things. You mentioned that you've uh, got some meat yeah. in your diet. Have you found any any uh, adverse reaction at this point from being doing doing that? I've lost twenty one pounds <laughs> in weight, not in money, in weight. That's good. I mean, though, I right? couldn't believe it. I it, it I lost it very quickly, like in the first two weeks, about fourteen pounds of it, and then it plateaued. I thought, oh, is it? It's not going to work. So. I thought I must try a bit harder, <laughs> but it did. It just suddenly then started again, mm-hmm. and so it it's going down. And for me, who's been I've been stuck in a wheelchair and unable to walk for like three and a half years properly, and I used to exercise before. So I put you put on weight. You know, you sort of get pear shaped from sitting down all the time. And so that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I'm just delighted for that reason. You know, alone. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not really a diet, and I'm not hungry. Yeah. You know, to me, I equate diets with being hungry. Yes. But you just substitute other things, and so... Yes. And if you sip that juice all, all day long, it takes your hunger away. I just find it really, it really works well for me. And um, people should try it. I mean, I can't see that it wouldn't work for them. I'm going to do a blog on you now. As I've talked to you, I'm going to do a blog on you now next yes. week. So. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, when we release so, this... When we release this, you can share it on the blog and um, then your family members can hear, you know, a little bit of your story. What's interesting when people come on and do this and then their story becomes available, you know, online, their family yes. members watch it and they're like, my gosh, mom, or my gosh, you know, whoever it is, I didn't know it was that bad or I, I've never actually heard you talk about it in such detail before. And sometimes it's very moving and emotional, you know, for people to actually hear their loved one talk about it in more detail than they all, than they usually do. Yeah, I force them all to read my blog, but uh, <laughs> so they know a bit about it. But, I mean, it's it's difficult. You know, there's times when you just think, I cannot go out. And my husband's brilliant. And he'll go off with, and you know, I say, go without me. Don't, you know, I'll just go to bed. I just want to go to bed and just put my feet up and watch television and pester, mm-hmm. you know. And actually that works quite well. But, I mean, uh, it's it's useful to have a partner who's supportive. That, that I would say, definitely. 
Absolutely. And 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 he sees me going going down in weight as well, you know, which is which is good. He said, "When does it stop?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know. I get really really thin and interesting, you know." Thin <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. it. I mean, uh, to me, it's the best diet ever because it's not depriving you of food, which which it's just different food. Mm. You know, it, it, if you can just get your head around that bit. Mm. And I've started making myself little things that I can keep in the fridge, you know. And so if I'm really, really hungry, I go and get one. You know? Right, right. I think they're called bliss balls. Oh yeah, You've, yeah. Terrible name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bliss bliss balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're just there to sort of, if you, if you need a nibble at something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, those I are. Walk, uh, I can walk further now. That that to me is brilliant. I can I can now. You know, walk up the road and back. You know. Yeah. Now, and, uh, how you were? Um, I mean, how often were you getting out of your wheelchair and walking before? Uh, when I was uh, for the second foot, I was four months with no weight bearing at all. So I was, I wasn't allowed. I had to somehow get out from the wheelchair into the bed without putting my feet on the floor. Mm. And uh, I, I couldn't get put any weight on my feet at all on the, on the right foot. The left foot was a shorter time. It was about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a month, and then I was put into those walking boots, which I fell over and broke the rest of me. Shocking. So, so just, just stupid, you know. <laughs> you certainly have been through a lot. Well, why don't we just finish by you giving us a uh, – tell? have you got any uh, fun stories? I like that one that you were telling me about, the three-wheel wheelchair. Now, I, you know, the wheelchair. I've, I've put yeah. you on the spot a little bit, but has any funny story come to mind that you'd like to share with our listeners about – Problems that we have when we have, you know, this disease and the problems associated with it. I was reading today, well, because I travelled a lot, because when I was home on my own, I could do things at my own pace. But the minute I had to go down to Tunisia or to Turkey or to somewhere else, um, I had to sort of come into, get into fast gear. And, oh, they're just so funny. I mean, they they try to be helpful, but the, the airline people are wonderful. It's when you get off the plane and they make you wait till last, and you get out there and and uh, I've just had such such funny things with I'd be talking, and I'd set off all the alarms everywhere I go because I'm got so much titanium in me, everything sort of goes. So I sort of say hello, uh, it's me, it's the uh, it's metal, you know. So I, then they then sort of practically strip search you, except in Amsterdam where they've got the full body scan now and they can actually you can actually walk through it, they can see what you've got. And you can walk out, but otherwise, I have to, and so they say, take off your shoes. And I say, well, I have to have a chair to sit down on. Yeah. I can't reach my shoes. <laughs> yeah. And so, and they don't have chairs. And oh, and I'm the granny, you know, terrorist, I suppose, because they they t- they, they take me apart every time I travel. Gosh. And in Tunisia, in Tunisia, they made me go through the the screening. Before I got on the plane, I mean, they, they put me through the coming off the plane one and going onto it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's still ringing your bells. But, yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I, I just found travel. Once I got used to it and I get a wheelchair and, and just take it to the door of the plane, yeah. and people are really helpful with that. Yeah, Especially yeah. You know, if you give them a, a little, you tell them what's wrong with you. Because I look all right, and then I get in the wheelchair, and they think, huh. 
nothing wrong with her. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. I think when but, people um, are traveling, really yeah, when people are traveling, I think everyone's generally in a sort of a um, a good mindset. You know, people are either on on their way to to start a vacation or they're um, they're excited to be leaving the office to go on an on a interstate business meeting. That's kind of a, a little bit of a buzz for most people who are thinking that their careers are important. Um, and uh, you know, there's a feeling of in, of importance when you're getting on a plane, isn't there? And everyone's feeling quite positive most of the time. I know when I see someone who needs a little assistance or in the past when I've needed a little assistance myself, I've had people assist me um, back in my bad days uh, putting stuff uh, uh, overhead luggage and stuff. And I look, you know, like the guy who should be helping other people. Lift. Helping. I, I just yeah. ask people. I ask the man next to me, I say, could you put my luggage up for me? Mm-hmm. And they, they don't dare say no. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I can remember one time at Frankfurt Airport coming back home and I'd booked a wheelchair and I went to the Ryanair desk and she said, oh, well, I'll go and get it for you, which at check-in. So she said she, so she went off and there was a whole queue of people behind me. And then she came back with a wheelchair folded up and she said, so she said, you have to push it yourself. I said, how can I get in the wheelchair and push it myself? <laughs> yeah. I found some, I just wheeled it through the check-in and then I got to the, into the place where you wait, wait for the plane. And so I opened it up and sat in it because it was very full and all the people were waiting to get on the plane. So then when I went to get in the plane, I got up out of the wheelchair and went down to the, the where you board. And she said to me, where's your wheelchair? And I said, it's back over there. I don't need it anymore. The plane's just outside the door. I can see it. I can walk to that. Yeah. Oh, no, she said, you can't. You have to have a wheelchair. And somebody else had taken the wheelchair away by this time so and sat in it, no doubt. So they then got one of these, um, I don't know what it is. It's the funniest kind of wheelchair ever, but they strap you to it. They like <laughs> a wheelbarrow and they strap you to it. And they made, strapped me into it and pushed me out all 10 feet to the plane mm. in this thing. And I had one very cross husband because they then wouldn't let him get on the plane either. Right. Mm -hmm. So by the time by the time we got on, there were no seats left, and we were pushed in the back. And oh, you know. Yeah, that's the bad side of traveling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But usually, their people are brilliant. Yes, yes. And help. And if you if you just ask. Yes, I think that's. Thing is not to stay quiet. Just ask. Yeah, I think that's really uh, valuable. Is uh, anyone who's got any kind of um, you know challenge with their physical abilities and has to do travel like this? That uh, you can always ask for help. Most people, most around the world, I've travelled a lot too. I found everyone's everyone's generally friendly. Everyone generally wants to help, and um, yeah, just ask. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, I always, I always pre-book a wheelchair, you know, um, with with the airline, and mm-hmm. um, and they say, you know, they ask you various questions. Can you walk out to the plane? Can you climb up the steps? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if I'm slow, I'm slow, but I can do it. You know, I have to go one step at a time. Right. I'm never sure if it's because I'm going. I'm going to be 71 in a month's time, uh-huh. and I'm never sure if it's because I'm 71 or, or if it's the RA now because I feel so good. <laughs> well, let's say. Uh, so if I'm tired, I think maybe that's what what I should feel like at 71. You know, right. <laughs> I've got a new life. So tell us, um, tell us where can people go to follow your blog? Oh, on WordPress, it's okay. called the Galloping. If you just if you just put in thegallopinggrandma.com, it's all one word: thegallopinggrandma.com. Great. Okay. Fabulous. It, that puts you into the blog. So, right. uh, 
Awesome. Well, we might uh, we might direct people uh, to there so they can not only uh, you know find this episode as well as find it on YouTube and on on our particular blog. Yeah, it started as a travel blog. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've 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 certainly had a lot of your uh, you know heard about a lot of your challenges and a lot of your ups and downs, and you've certainly been through a lot. And I think it's just fabulous your sense of humor and the way that you've been able to sort of you know. Be a little bit aloof well, about this whole thing. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, just why not laugh at the whole situation? It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. And also, I just feel so much better, and I can't thank you enough for that. I mean, I'm just like a, I'm just like a reborn. <laughs> it's amazing, the difference, really. Even my husband noticed the difference. <laughs> so he says it's like having a new wife. Not so sure about that. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Well, it's certainly, uh, it's conversations like this that, you know, make what I do um, so enjoyable. So, uh, thank- well, well done is all I can say. Well done. I mean, brilliant. Thank you, Sally. You deserve all the praise you get, you know. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, hopefully more people can uh, feel inspired by listening to us chat and uh, go out and make some positive changes. And as you say, all you need to do is um, you know, get the free information on our website, watch these YouTube videos, and there's so much you can do straight off the bat. And, uh, and it's, it really is a case of taking action and, and, and applying discipline. And if we do those two things, we'll get tremendous yeah. results. And it's not that difficult. It, it's not that difficult, really. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it, I think. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to follow your blog and I'm going to check in with you, uh, uh, every couple of months, and make sure that uh, you continue to improve. And uh, it's I'm really Brilliant. I'm really I always get a buzz when the doctor is 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 blown away by results. That's always a huge buzz. Yes, of mine. seriously. Yes, yeah. she's going to. She said she's going to watch your TED talk and and research you a bit. So there you go. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, Sally, uh, thank you so much for coming on this episode, and uh, thanks for chatting with me. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch online. Well, thank you for. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you indeed.